Sport to Song Boxing Podcast. Seconds out. Welcome to round 24 of the Sport D-Song Boxing Podcast with myself, Alex LeBox and Rob Boxing Shrew. Rob, how are you this week on round 24 of Sport D-Song? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, every time we, I know we do this bi-weekly, but sometimes it feels like forever since we've, uh, you know, I think it's just because so much is going on. There's a lot in the world of boxing You're going right. on. Yeah, there's a lot in the world of boxing going on at the moment, isn't there? And this week on the podcast, we have got a packed show. Not only have we got Lee from No Smoke Boxing, he's going to come on and talk to us about the Fury USIC negotiations, but we also have Fight Town podcast with Jared Hayter, who is the commercial manager for Nielsen Boxing. So it's a fun packed show, isn't it, Rob? But where should we start first? I just mentioned the negotiations with Fury Usyk in the heavyweight division. So should we start with heavyweights? Yeah, go for it, mate. Okay, so there's no better place to start than Anthony Joshua versus Jermaine Franklin in that heavyweight fight. I mean, it's been building up. It's the return of AJ. We've seen him training in humble conditions in Texas. Chopping we've, wood. We've seen him chopping wood. We've seen this, this bulkier heavyweight he calls himself doesn't he um is this a new aj is it a new horizon rob time will tell won't it um but it's without doubt make or break i mean if um if your man franklin pulls out on points like you think he will i um, i think um i think josh is a long way back for joshua then isn't it yeah and and do you know what i mean i sport the song listeners yes i do come out with some pretty far out um predictions i i <laughs> I, I, I am going to stick with it i think yeah. with anthony joshua we, we've seen anthony joshua become this it's been touted this week as being this godlike sort of you know uk boxer heavyweight he's got the you know he's got the looks he's had the stunning knockouts he's had the big nights at wembley you know he's good had resume. it all but we, yeah good resume but we have really seen this massive fall from grace and and i just wonder where this leaves aj in terms of not only confidence but what that does to a boxer in terms of you know who was very much on the crest of a wave enjoying the public attention as we've seen this week tickets haven't sold out for this fight against franklin which is unusual for joshua is that going to play into his hands or is it going to be a negative for him um i, I think the ticket thing i think i'm an, I, like, I have no doubt that the o2 will be full um on the night i don't know about you um i mean apparently there's only a thousand left um which sounds a lot but um come fight night they'll be gone um i don't know I, you mentioned there about him um fall from grace i think more mentally than physically um, yeah. because losing losing to Usyk re- really would have hurt um losing the rematch would have been worse and we saw we saw what happened in the ring afterwards uh, i know we've all done silly impressions and stuff but you know being serious um he was gone, wasn't he? Mentally, he was gone. Um, yeah. So it is a big mental rebuild. He's took himself out there, like you said. He's he's in America, new trainer, chopping trees down, old school, and and more importantly, um, less yes men with him. He's got a smaller entourage because that can't help. It can't help when people are filling you um, with uh, false uh, praise at times um, and not being willing to take a microphone off you when when you're doing something silly in a ring, you know. So, um, yeah, time will tell, mate. I think he beats Franklin. I really do. Um, and you never know when once this Usyk Fury situation um, sorts itself out, which we'll get into with Lee, um, the belts will probably fragment. Um, so there will be an opportunity for him. But, um, yeah, I, I'm. you know I like AJ, mate. But, um don't know, I'm on the fence on where this all ends for him, really. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And, and, you know... I, I... I do agree with you. We should see Anthony Joshua come out and beat Franklin quite quite convincingly. That, that That's the AJ we've come to know and love. That's the AJ we've all sort of fallen in love with. And I think I've got to say this, Rob, you know, we shouldn't forget 
and I think we do forget quite quickly, especially the British public. You know, we we shouldn't forget what AJ has done for not only UK boxing but boxing on a whole. You know, he has bought this this sort of um, he, he's put boxing on the on 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 the mantle. He's bought big crowds back to places like Wembley for the box. And he's given us these fantastic nights. And I, I, I think, you know, before we sort of knock Anthony Joshua, we, we should remember that. And, and myself as well, when I say, I think Franklin is going to win on points, I, I say it because I'm not sure how much damage these losses, I'm not sure how much damage um, psychologically that outburst in the ring has done done to him i also feel and i know i'm rambling on a bit here that the, okay. the, the, the sort of him sort of um having that sort of um departure from the mccracken camp i'm just wondering whether or not that's caused more harm to him than, than good but you know we're seeing a bigger beefier aj is this a new tack do you think you know he's out in dallas training with Derek james is this just another spin on the the aj sort of train yeah, Joshua's body shape has been um, uh, a big subject for years, hasn't it? And it's almost fight by fight. Um, his body looks very different dependent on the opponent he's with. Um, whereas if you look at someone like Tyson Fury, um, yeah, he's not body beautiful, but um, he's he's a similar similar size pretty much every fight, really, isn't he? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think bigger and stronger is better for this fight because we saw the Franklin fight with White. It was a bit of a phone box fight at times and it got it got rough and ready. Um, I just think if he does lose on points to Franklin, he's done <laughs> because um, it's all good and well losing to, um, for me, the best fighter out the best. Well, the best fighter out there with the best footwork. Um, he got absolutely outdone by, by Usyk twice. And there's no disgrace in that because he's a pound for pound, well, number one for me. Losing on points to Jermaine Franklin will be embarrassing. Um, I mean, Franklin with box rec, um, however you you know perceive their rankings, he's outside the top 20. So if he's in trouble if he loses, isn't he? Yeah, but I, I just want to touch on this. And I, I feel like I'm constantly trying to sort of uh, argue my point here. But I, no, I, I, what, what I just like this opportunity for Franklin. I think every now and then in the world of boxing, we saw it and I used an example uh, on Twitter with Mike Tyson and Danny Williams. I, I think every now and then, in, especially in heavyweight boxing, there, come, there comes this opportunity where they've got to get, they've just got to get themselves up for this fight and it could change the path of their, their career. Now I'm not saying Jermaine Franklin's going to beat Joshua and then go on to be world dominating. I'm yeah, just saying he's, he's fighting a, um, a, a boxer who's become exposed, you know, we, we, we've seen AJ exposed by Usyk. We've seen him lose twice in a row. We, we also saw, if you look back at um, Anthony Joshua's resume uh, that we talk about so often, he had that loss to Ruiz as well. So I, I just wonder what this time and these losses, you know, these three losses um, have done to AJ. And, and I just see it as this opportunity for, to, for Franklin to get in there and to get a win that could potentially change it, not in his, his sort of his career, but also his life, couldn't it, really? If we're talking... 100%. I mean, so, uh, he's, I, I, he's won... Go on, man, go on. Yeah, I just think the carrot and the, and the stick and the opportunity is just all there for Franklin. I, I, I just... I, I think it's going to be a difficult night for Joshua. I don't think he's going to have it all his own way. So, mm -hmm. I, I think I mean, it's... Franklin's be, won yeah. the lottery, hasn't he? He's, a, yeah, he's had a, yeah. a fight on his own against White. Yeah. Lost, all right. People said he won, but on the on his record, it's a loss. Straight into the AJ match. I mean, winner, winner, chicken dinner, eh? Um, I mean, you mentioned there about Danny Williams and and the other big shock that comes up all the time is the Buster Douglas thing. But they both yeah. won by knockout. Um, I think that's Franklin's best best shot, if you pardon the pun. Um, yeah. I think if Franklin lands on him, Joshua is vulnerable. Uh, we've seen that against Ruiz. We've seen it against Klitschko. Uh, you know, he's he, he can be a bit sensitive around the old whiskers. But I, <laughs> I think Franklin is the one... Um, Sorry, I think Franklin. If he's if he's going to win, I think it will be um, a stoppage. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I just think it'd be a good comeback for AJ. I really do. Yeah, and I, that, you know, I have to say, obviously, supporting the British fight, I, I, I obviously do hope that AJ comes through. I just think it's going to be a very difficult night of boxing for him. But we shall soon see. It's fast approaching. I think it's the twenty second of April for that fight.
So um, also, again, Sport to Song listeners, we do have a very oh, no, special... Oh, so it's 1st of April, isn't oh, it? It's next week. Sorry, it's next week. Apologies. Um, and Sport to Song listeners, we do have two guests on the show tonight. Yes, two guests. We've got Lee from No Smoke Boxing. And we are going to talk about a very recent Twitter boxing de debate, which I put out a tweet this morning about uh, Tyson Fury <laughs> and Usyk negotiations. I put my neck on the line, as I always do. Me but, and Alex um, have been hammered on Twitter today yes, for anti-Fury stuff. We have. And um, uh, Lee from No Smoke Boxing, uh, as you will hear shortly, will bring some reasoning to the table. So don't worry, fear not. You're not left with <laughs> just me and Rob. And that is a new section where we're going to have people from Twitter Boxing on the podcast to discuss up-and-coming events and results. When we also, Rob, we've got David Benavides versus Caleb Plant. That's coming up on the 25th of March in that super middle Canelo weight 168. I mean, this is a, a fight to sort of behold, isn't it? Yeah. Um, where are you at? Because I think when this got first announced, we did put some initial um, uh, predictions out. I think we both went for Benavidez at the time. Um, where are you at with that now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick firmly with David Benavidez. I've, I've, I've been a, a fan of how he boxes. I think... Um, I think he's got real, that real sort of sheer boxing power. He's got finesse, you know, and, and, and I like watching Benavidez fight. He's got that sort of, I think he's slightly the bigger man. Quote me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So I, 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 I just think Benavidez will be too much for Caleb Plant on the night. And I do expect a stoppage. However, we you just cannot dis, discount Caleb Plant, can you? We, we, we know what, what he's about we've seen what he's done he's he's fought the elite hasn't he he's been in there with the elite and he's uh he's very much held his own so you can't rule him out can you well i've changed my mind oh here we go i i i i, I think plant's gonna do it now Excellent. um nothing i mean i've just been watching a lot of the um all access stuff um the training the stuff online i know it shouldn't really make a difference in the ring but it, it can psychologically oh, of course yeah, yeah. Um, i just think have you seen Caleb Plant this week? He looks absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, um, he, he does he looks, look in great he shape. Looks lean, he? he looks powerful. He looks quick. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've I've changed my mind, um, which is interesting because um, I like it when we don't go for the same fighter, mate. Because it makes an interesting chat, doesn't it? Indeed, it does. And, and just touching on Caleb Plant, Rob, what I was going to say, like what I was mentioning, is you know you can't rule him out. He we've seen him find that one punch knockout. He carries power, doesn't he? You know, you, you've only got to look at his last knockout. You know, he completely. Are you laughing uh, at mate? <laughs> yeah, you know, he he he, he does, doesn't he? So it's um, yeah, that celebration. The, the, exactly the celebration. But you know, we, we we've seen from Caleb Plant, he, he's got the ability to do to do that, hasn't he? So as I said, we can't rule it out. But I I, I am going to stick with uh, Benavidez. I've I've been a fan yeah. of his. I like how he box boxes. He's he's got that raw energy in the box i mean I've, he's slightly the bigger man i think it will pay dividends on the night but like you said rob caleb plant is looking fine-tuned isn't he for this fight yeah I, I think um i think if plant's gonna win up I, I think it'd probably be points though okay um i, I, I do I, I don't like you said benavidez is naturally bigger guy um undefeated if i if, if unless i'm incorrect but um yeah i i, I think i think a, a not not comfortable, but I think, um, yeah, a few rounds, I think he'll, he'll win on points. Excellent. It's a good prediction there. Now, Sport to Song listeners, we will be putting a poll out for this one. We know it's a very close uh, fight, and uh, you can get your say on that as well. Now, Rob, any other fights we want to touch in on before we move on to boxing cards coming this weekend? Oh, it's got to be Taylor Cameron, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. Katie Taylor um, <laughs> against... Uh... <laughs> against uh Chantal Cameron. Um if you did if you didn't get the joke there, go and have a listen to uh yeah Alex's hiccup last week. But um yeah. uh yeah amazing fight amazing fight. Yeah and uh, we're gonna touch on this um in the next part of the podcast with Lee from No Smoke Boxing and we're gonna talk about the Fury and Usyk negotiations. And one of the things we mentioned in there or certainly what Lee mentioned is you know Taylor and Cameron has been made. It seemed to be made overnight. It is a super fight, and it's it's also great, Rob, to see boxing back in Ireland, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's fantastic to have boxing back in Ireland, and this is a super fight, isn't it? Yeah, and who better to headline it than than Katie Taylor? You know, um, 
unbelievable representative of Irish boxing yeah. as an amateur, as a professional, you know, Christ, she was so important in getting female boxing into the Olympics and yeah. um, won a gold. Um, what she's done, she's, you know, she's rode a luck a couple of times, but undefeated, undisputed. Uh, just her resume is unbelievable. She'll fight anybody. Um, I just, I love her to bits. And, yeah. um, but, but, um, I, I think she I think she gets beat. I, I think um I really? think Chantal Cameron. Yeah, I I mean someone I, I put a poll out, we'll get onto it in a minute, and someone made a comment saying um Taylor would have to um sorry, Cameron would have to knock out Taylor twice to get a draw. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And and I understand that to an extent in Ireland it will be tough, but I just think timing is everything and and I think that um, you know, she's she's fresher. Um She's no novice, Cameron. She's undisputed at the you know division above. Um, if in in any other, I mean, if you're comparing it to the male game, if you had an undisputed fighter at heavyweight or or any weight going down to fight the undisputed fighter at the weight below, you'd fancy the the bigger guy, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, generally. Generally, and, um, yeah. and that's where I'm at with 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 Chantel. Um, I think timing is everything, and um, I, I mean, I, like I've just said, I love Katie Taylor, but um, I've yeah, I, I think I think Chantal Cameron. Well, I'm I, I'm going to um, I'm going to disagree with you, Rob. I I, I I I think what we've seen from Katie Taylor, I think she's going to have learned an awful lot from the Amanda uh, Serrano fights. Uh, fight, sorry. I think I think we're gonna, I think she learned from that fight in that she she you know she needs to do more in in the middle rounds. She needs to be sort of coming on stronger. I I, I think we're going to see a different Katie Taylor. Uh, I think she's going to be, um, you know, more, I think we're going to see more active and busier in the fight. I, I think she'll win the fight, not comfortably, but I, I think she will win, win the fight by at least a couple of rounds. It's going to be, it's going to be a fantastic fight. There's no denying that. But it's, it's interesting. I mean, the Serrano one, people, some people had Katie Taylor losing that fight. And, yeah, I, um, I, I actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had a draw. So there you go. Neither of us had Taylor winning that between us. Um, and and that was against um, Serrano, who was well undisputed at Super Feather. So she was lighter than Katie Taylor. Um, Chantal Cameron is undisputed two weights above Serrano. Um, so that's just where my head's at, really. Just yeah, yeah, no, picking, it's, it's, picking it apart. Um, it's a fantastic uh, shout. Nothing yeah, yeah. against Katie Taylor, love her, and and yeah, she could absolutely win it. It's a 50 50. Um, but um, I did put a poll out on, on Twitter a few days ago. Uh, thanks to everyone who, who sort of chipped in. Yeah. Um, and the slight majority are with you and, and with Katie Taylor. Um, it was between four or 500 votes. So, wow, um, lot, you know, yeah. good, a good, good landscape of it. But um, yeah, 56% went for Katie and 44 with Chantel. And I did keep an eye on it as well. And it kept changing. And at one point, it hit 400 votes and it was 200 each. Um, wow. wow! So it was very close all the way through. That is that is great, and it just shows you as well. We are going to come on later on in the podcast and talk about Usyk and Fury and that breakdown, and it just shows that these big fights in boxing are happening. Taylor versus happen. Cameron. We've got Inouye fighting Fulton, and we've also got that fantastic fight that we're not going to mention this week, which is uh, Davis Garcia. There we go. We've mentioned it. We seem to mention it every week, but um, talk, talking of other fights coming up, there is a beautiful fight, which I'm sure all British boxing fans are just right behind uh, John Ryder on this. And that's against, you know, uh, Canelo, Canelo Alvarez in Mexico. I mean, I, I, this, this is things of, uh, of dreams, isn't it? And I, I just, I absolutely love it. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, it can't, it just makes you smile. Doesn't it does. It, it um, really does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing for Ryder. I know, the way it went with Zach Parker wasn't probably how he wanted to come out of that fight, but you know, he did. Um, yeah. he, he's now mandatory, mandatory for Canelo in Mexico. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just what boxing is all about. And it just shows you, and you know, the, the John Ryder story is, yeah. it, it is one that all boxing kids up and down the country who are walking into those boxing gyms, training sweating and working towards their goals look at john Ryder and look what he's done and look what he's achieved because he you know i'm sure he could tell you the story better but he's had moments where he's wanted to quit he's had moments where he's wanted to like you know pack it and he's just kept going and this is the reward he's got and to fight canelo in in mexico is just going to be 
something else, isn't it? And hats, if at first you don't succeed, yeah. And just just absolutely hats off to John Ryder for that. And you know, win, lose, draw, just go and enjoy it. You know, yeah. and um, I mean, my opinion, if we're touching on that fight, is and I and I tweeted about it today. I I, I don't see why. Ryder can't go out there and win a couple of rounds and push Canelo back and and, and make a really good spectacle of it. You know, I, I I would like to think that Canelo won't have it all his own way and Ryder could push him in a couple of rounds. I mean, what's your thought? Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Um, I do. I do think um, I'm not going to sit here and and lie. Um, I do think Canelo will have won by the time we hit the middle rounds. Um I, I really do, um, but yeah, I, I do. I do think Ryder might try and um, impose himself on him. What's he got to lose? He's yeah. got absolutely nothing to lose. He's he's probably set his family and and generations up for life. So that worry is is not there. Um, it's just him and Canelo in a ring. That's at the end it. Of the day. And, so, and and and, uh, and I yeah. just want to touch on that, Rob. I I and, and to people listening, I say that with the greatest of respects to Ryder because you know yes. it's boxing at the end of the day. Who knows what happens? But just my opinion is that I think it would be great if he went out there and made it a really competitive fight against Canelo. And yes. and, I, and I honestly hand and heart think he can. I think he can make it competitive and a, a fight that all boxing fans, not just British boxing fans, can really enjoy. And and I think he I think by the end of that fight, like I said, win, lose or draw, I think everyone will be really proud of John Ride for, for what, for this achievement. And th I think that's what will come out of it. And uh, once more, hats off to John Ride. And, you know, let's, let's see him ruffle some feathers over there in Mexico. Why not? Why not? Exactly. I mean, the one thing I must say is, um, and this is in defence of Canelo, actually, um, is a lot of people hammering him this week. Um, because he's fighting John Ryder. Um, I'm not sure if some people don't know the understanding of the word mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He's undisputed champion, so he's not going to give up that for for, for nothing. Um, his his resume is amazing. Like I just don't, you know, he in in one calendar year he beat Caleb Plant, um, who was undefeated. Uh, Callum Smith, who was undefeated. Billy Joe Saunders was undefeated. He took a belt off all three of them to become undisputed. Like that's an amazing, amazing like resume in one year. Yeah. Um, he's fought Triple G three times. Uh, he beat Kovalev. He's gone up to fight Bivol. He dared to be great, and it didn't work out. He just beat. He got beat by a naturally fresh, realistic light heavyweight, and there's no shame in that. But people who slander Canelo's record, I mean. It's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, and 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 I completely, I completely agree with you. How can you knock Canelo? He got in that ring. You know, we called uh, Dimitri Bivol. You know, last year we said he was, you know, fighter of the year. You know, because he just showed everyone how classy. And Canelo didn't, you know, bat an eyelid. He got straight in there with him, went up away. You, you mm. cannot knock uh, Canelo for what well, he's because, doing because he didn't fight Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo hasn't fought since about 2002. Like it, like he's the most inactive champion out there. Demetrius Andrade, boring, absolutely boring. He turned up at um, a press conference for Canelo, begging for the fight and for the payday, and it all became it became a meme, didn't it? Payday, yeah. payday. <laughs> yeah. um, ridiculous to criticise him. It really is. Absolutely agree. Now, Rob, we are going to touch on a show which is coming up this weekend. You will be in a attendance for sport de song it is at the fantastic telford international center is it T <laughs> tf3 tf3 yeah. um yeah. well you know telford we've written articles about from it. mexico to telford to telford we've, we've written articles we've looked at the boxers past and present telford has become this little hub you know of of boxing especially with queensbury uh boxing and it, i think it's yeah. fantastic that they've planted themselves there sort of just in the midlands i think it gives a chance for all boxing fans around the country to see these up and coming uh, or certainly sort of household names in boxing fight yeah. i'm all for it it's and it's, i live here and you live there you're right on there <laughs> and you'll be ringside for uh, sport to song now there's only one fight we're going to talk about the fights coming up on that particular show but one fight for me stands out and i absolutely love it and it's um it's kane versus beluta i mean andrew kane is is some prospect on on queensbury's card but we know what beluta brings as well it's going to be it's a very mouth-watering uh, fight isn't it rob it's um there's a lot of shows on this weekend and I, and i think that's the fight of the weekend on paper yeah. Um, you know, Baluta 
wild just a wild wild guy um you know we saw the build-up before he fought liam davis yeah um he did say afterwards he wasn't 100 percent. i don't know how accurate that is but um yeah you've got i mean i'd love to see dev sarney put a tweet out saying he'd love to see baloo to try and laugh in the face of andrew kane who's just the most terrifying guy i've ever seen um yeah. he's got that one punch knockout power and um yeah it's going to be Brilliant. I, the only disappointment for me is that it's not a twelve rounder. It's a it's a ten. Um, not that it'll probably go ten, but um, yeah, it, it's an interesting one for the division as well because um, Frank in particular has got a lot of super bantams yeah. um, floating around there, and um, they all want a piece of let's face it, the pie that Liam Davis has got of a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got Dennis McCann with the Commonwealth. You've got Jason Cunningham in there. It's great. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. And you, you touched on Andrew Kane's uh, character. He, he He's absolutely fantastic. You know, Liverpool, Liverpudlian lad, you know, from yeah. from that sort of that, that upbringing from, you know, I'm not going to say council estates, but, you know, sort of hard upbringing tough, in tough. Liverpool, tough upbringing. Yeah. And, you know, this guy, when you look at him, he's hungry. He wants yeah. to get in that ring and hats off to him. He, you know, people are calling this angry he's saying to people no hang about i can box yeah. you know you, you might look at me and think i look like this hard guy that's going to go in there and destroy people no 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 no. watch me get in there and watch me box and hats off to him that and, and i think i think we're going to see a controlled andrew kane i think we're going to see i think baluta is really going to bring out the best in andrew kane's boxing and i think we probably haven't seen half of what he can achieve in a boxing ring. So it's he's definitely a prospect for Queensbury and it's a mouth-watering fight, isn't it? But there's there's lots of other uh, great fights on the card. We've got Raven Chapman fighting on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Chris uh, Cunningham's back as well, isn't he? Jason Cunningham, sorry. Jason Cunningham, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jason Cunningham's back. Um, obviously, there's, there's a lot of controversy in in, um, in retrospect since his, his last um, fight against um, Zelani Tete, yeah. who obviously popped for drugs after that. Um, in yeah. my opinion, those sort of results would just get scrubbed from a record. Um, absolute scumbag should ever be in a, sport, a ring again. Um, so, yeah, a bit, bit of a rebuild, if you like. Um, but he's going in. He's fighting for an intercontinental belt. Um, and, you know, the, the path could possibly lead to Liam Davis in the summer. Um, it's a fight that's been mentioned quite a bit from both parties. Um I mean, Jason told us himself, didn't he? We were when we were ringside for for, for Davis Baluta that he wants one fight and then Davis. So yeah, um, yeah he has to get through Saturday first, but um, I'm sure he will. Yeah, and just touching on that for for Jason Cunningham getting back in the ring, you know, hats off to him because I, I, I'm not sure how that news would affect you when you when you've been in the ring and had that devastating knockout loss. And then to be told that the boxer you was fighting that night was on uh, performance enhancing drugs. I just think to myself, Disgusting. yeah, it, 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 and I've got to say this as well, Rob, it was devastating, the knockout. It was you were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was there. And, and, and it, it was one of those knockouts that you you sort of hang your head and you you. You, you want to make sure the boxer's OK, because it, it was that yeah. devastating. And I remember it very, very vividly. And I remember being very concerned for uh, Jason Cunningham at the time. And I, I, I just think to myself, learning the news of Zanani Tete that he was on performance enhancing drugs, you know, it just almost makes you think you never want to see that guy touch foot in a boxing ring ever again, do you? Disgusting, mate. Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, he knew that he'd been on that. I mean, and he went in there and, and did what he did. Um Oh, it may it's it's the absolute i know we moan about politics but the worst part of the sport i mean god forbid what would have happened if something had happened to jason do you know what i mean yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. um and and then and then what because one day it will happen someone will get seriously hurt um you know we've seen the examples of, of what's happened to people before and um and it will be off the back of someone um popping drugs and um yeah you, you, let alone let him in a ring throw him in a cell yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you, Rob. Now, listen, we haven't even spoken about the title fight on this card. Yeah, the headline, the headline, yeah. But just a couple of ones before we go on that is Moses, Tom, you get to see this prospect up close. Uh, we know yeah. what pedigree he's had in, in the amateur ranks. In fact, uh, Sport to Song listeners, we will be talking with Jared from Nielsen Boxing about their 
heavyweight prospect who's just signed for them. That's coming up later on in the show in Harvey Dykes. But um, Moses Atoma is certainly a prospect, isn't he? And it'd be good for you to see him up close, won't it? Yeah, well, I was at his debut. Um, it, his debut was on the Baturbiev yard under Carl. Oh, of course. And, yeah. um, and it was it was pathetic because not, not through any fault of Moses, his opponent took one shot. On, I think it was on the arm of a shoulder and decided he'd had enough once he'd felt the power. So um, kind of a second debut, really, for for Moses. Um, but, yeah, really looking forward to seeing him in Telford. Um, you know, the guys at Queensbury, uh, Frank, Dev, um, they've all been talking him up as a one of the youngest future heavyweight world champions in, in history, if not the youngest. Um, wow. Uh, big pressure, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, not, not but, too much. Um, I, I think he's 18, um, so he's got a bit of time. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's always nice when a, a, a good talent comes through at that sort of age. Absolutely. Now, we are going to be moving on very shortly on to um, not only talking with Lee from No Smoke Boxing about the Usyk and Furenig negotiations from Twitter Boxing, but we also have the Fight Town podcast with a special guest, Jared Hater, who is their commercial manager. But just to finish off, on the Queensbury show, Rob, um, we've got Owen McCauley, who's a Telford fighter, isn't he? We've seen him fight uh, before, yeah. a very strong, powerful southpaw, one to look out for. But also the headline fight, Heaney versus Flatley, which two. ended two, which ended in, um, in in that fight being uh, called short, didn't it, in, in, in the yeah. first fight? Yeah. Well, I was there. Um, oh, okay. I, I was at the first one. It was on the... Um... It was on the Joyce Parker undercard. Um, oh, right, yeah. It was bubbling, lovely. Um, I personally thought Nathan Heaney was winning that fight um, at that stage, and he got a horrific cut above. Um, it was it was a, in between his eyebrow and his eyelid. Um, yeah. Horrendous, like real, real bad, and it was no a no-brainer to stop the fight. But they had completed, I think they were in round five, so they had completed four rounds, and, and Heaney um, won on the cards. Um, there was a bit of controversy and a bit of a back and forth because Flatley felt very aggrieved with because the judges pretty much gave Heaney every round on all three cards. Yeah, um, I didn't quite see it like that, but um, it's resulted in this rematch, and it's only fair to Jack because you can't go in have five rounds and be treated like that. So um, yeah, it's great. Stoke's only up the road, so there'll be a, <laughs> a lot of Stoke in Telford and it's... that fucking song. Uh... <laughs> Uh, tell you what, people go on about Sweet Caroline. Oh, God, oh yeah, I can't wait for Delilah. <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. That will be um, a, a great night of boxing again from Queensbury. Frank Warren, I'm sure Dev Sani will be in attendance as well. Now, Rob, yeah. um, you know, we can't let everyone have all the fun on this podcast. And we have got a little bit of a lightweight, um, not, I won't call it a quiz, but a sort of... Um, ourselves have all picked our top five lightweights haven't we in in, yeah. in the world of boxing uh, myself you and dc who does a lot of writing uh, for uh, sport the song and um yeah before we move on to talk to lee from no smoke boxing let's run through our, our top lightweights shall we yeah who would you like to go with first let's go with dc's list first Okay, cool. So, um, right. So DC has gone with experience at first. She's gone with Lomachenko. Right. Um, uh, second, uh, she's got uh, Tank. Yeah. Uh, third is Haney. And then um, fourth, she's got Keyshawn Davis, who's, you know, a good young up and comer who you could probably throw in with any of those guys, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and five, bit of a wild card. She's got Gary Cully, um, who's doing great things and rising up the rankings at the minute, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I, do you know what? I really love this list um, from, from DC. I, I, I didn't expect it. Um, it's interesting. There's lots of questions to ask, but, you know, it's hats off. You know, um, Lemachenko being at the top of the list, Haney being inferred, you know, yeah. why yeah. not? Why not? And uh, Keyshawn Davis, like you said, you know, a great prospect. And, and Cully's also shown in, in recent uh, weeks, you know, exactly what he's made of as well. So it's... Uh, yeah. I love the list. It wasn't what I expected. I think I think maybe ours will be a little bit more uh, to the book, but this is what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And there's an honourable mention shortly as well, which we'll come back to once we've done um, once we've done Alice as well. Um, do you want me to go next, mate, or do yeah. you want to go? No, you're gone. You go. Right. Um, I, I have Haney at number one. Um, he's undisputed. Um, yes, he, he beat Cambosos in a second fight that he didn't really need, um, but he's my boy. I've always I've always backed Haney. I've always <laughs> liked him. Um, yeah, just 
easy decision for me, really. Yeah. Um, at number two, I've got Tank. Um, yeah. I just think he's horrible. And, um, and, and I think that he is the one that would probably give Haney most problems. Yeah. Um, at number three, I've got Shakur Stevenson. Um, Shakur hasn't even fought in the division yet, but I think he's so talented. Um, and the jump um, from, you know, super feather into lightweight isn't that big. Um, and he's not a massive puncher. So I think he his skills will carry. Yeah. Um, and again, I think he gives Haney and Tank all sorts of problems. Um, so that's Haney, Tank and Shakur in my top three. Uh, I've got Lomachenko at four. Love the guy. I, if you ask me in 20 years time, I'd probably still have him in my top five. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, just mercurial, just legendary, um, incredible amateur backgrounds. I've seen him live and it's as good as anything I've seen. Um, and then five, um, I've actually put Cambosos in there at five. Um he beat he beat the man that beat the man. Um, you know, he beat he beat Lopez um before Lopez went up. Yes, he's lost to Haney twice. Um, but we all we all thought he would. Um, but I think if you stuck Cambosos in with any of the other guys that haven't been mentioned there, I I, I think he gives them all a, a tough night still. Yeah, and um, I, I completely agree with you, Rob. And uh, do you know, I, I I I won't go through my list because it's quite similar to yours, Rob. Um, go for it. Shaka Stevenson, I've put in there because we know what this guy can do in the boxing. He's sensational, Amazing. absolutely sensational. So I, he's not been tested at that weight, at lightweight. So I've switched him with Lomachenko for your list. So okay. I put I put Lomachenko at three. And Shekhar Stevenson at four. And again, Haney, Tank, Lomachenko, Shakur. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, uh, Cambosos. Now, oh, Cam you did? Yeah, Cambosos. Now, I'm thinking with Cambosos is that, you know, we, we, we've seen him struggle against Haney. I think he would, the same would happen if he fought Shakur Stevenson. That's why he's gone behind Shakur Stevenson in, in, in that list. And I mean, and, and it could be for us, you know, it, it's quite an obvious list. I actually like DC's list. I think it's. Mm. I think it's great. I think it's got. Um, I think it's got two very boxes in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a it's a fantastic list. And a big shout out, Rob. I'll let you announce it because uh, DC wanted us to mention a very special boxer who's gone yeah. through the hardest Absolutely. fight, hardest fight um, possibly. Well, we we have a, a group chat for the pod because there's just so much going on. And um, and DC asked us to sort of when we're going over the lightweights to give. Uh, Billy Dib, a special mention, and rightfully so. Um, and I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna read this as DC had put it because yeah. it is in her own words. So, um, yeah, Billy Dib, he's had uh, a bigger fight the last few months than any other lightweight, and and she feels he deserves a mention. Um, she's obviously got her top five, but he is her undisputed lightweight currently due to his fights outside the ring, and um, you know that's quite quite hard to read do you know what i mean it actually makes you feel quite emotional because Absolutely. i think everyone knows someone or close to someone that's been through something similar to what billy's been through so um yeah that was beautiful a fantastic and fitting tribute from dc uh, to billy dib you, you can see an even better tribute from uh, dc she's written also wrote a a, a beautiful article on his career um so it's uh, we will put that back out for for people to listen to along with the podcast uh, to read along with the podcast but yeah a fitting Amazing. uh way to end the podcast this week rob um sport this song listeners we will be moving on to a twitter boxing section of the podcast that is coming up next with lee from no smoke boxing we'll we'll be focusing on you sick versus fury and those negotiations and it's uh it's been a busy day in the world of twitter hasn't it rob so um <laughs> uh, listeners yeah. you can enjoy that and after that we will be speaking with jared from nielsen boxing on the fight town podcast shall we go on to that now rob yeah superb let's do it let's go Right, Sport the Song listeners, welcome to the Twitter boxing or boxing Twitter section of the podcast where we are going to have guests from Twitter boxing come on and chat with me and Rob about a particular subject in boxing this week. This week, we are delighted to have Lee from No Smoke Boxing. Lee, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yes, Lee. Nice one. Cheers for coming on. Yeah, it's an absolute How pleasure. How are you guys doing? You good? 
not too bad. Well, now we do have a contentious area to start, and it's very sort of current in the world of boxing news at the moment. And it's Fury, Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. Negotiations mm. have broken down. Now I am going to start this section, gentlemen, and we shall slide down downward spiral from here. Of the tweet I sent out this morning. Being that I believe in, in in my mind, and I believe I'm right here, that boxing doesn't really need this fight. Do we really need Tyson Fury, Onyx, and Usyk? I'll I'll go to our guest first, Lee from No Smoke Boxing. What what what, what do you reckon of that, Lee? Um. Well, yeah, I think um I commented under under it, didn't I? Saying I I, I don't agree with that. Um. Yeah. I believe we do need it. I think for. I think it's more than just the fight. I think we're having too many occasions here in boxing where two men that are meant to be fighting each other um, just aren't able to get it on. Let's have a look at Taylor Cameron, for example. How quick and easy was that to do? And how quick and easy can other fights be done? But when the, when two fighters are on different platforms, different promoters, we're just seeing it happen time and time again. Look at Crawford Spence. So I think with the fact that it's the... First undisputed fight in the full belt era. Um, the only time it can be done because they're going to get fragmented and there's going to be mandatories called. I feel like we did need it. I think it's just a sort of another bump in the road of what how boxing is at the moment. I'll, I'll hand the mic to Rob. What, what are we saying on that, Rob? Are you, are, I, are complete, you... I completely agree with Lee. Um, sorry, Alex, but <laughs> um, I just... I just think the boxing industry absolutely needs this fight. I mean, um, yeah, not to sort of be a parrot, but yeah, four belt era. No one's been um, undisputed at heavyweight for for a generation and more. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I replied, I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but it was along. Yes, it's not the most uh, aesthetically pleasing fight in the world. You know, give I would be much more excited for, for instance, a Joshua Wilder fight. But does it need this fight? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I really do think so. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I also had a personal message from you, Rob, saying, I'm looking forward to the backlash you're going to get from this tweet. Yeah, I sort of almost imagined you with the, with the sort of gif of eating popcorn, sitting back and sort of like, yes, here we go. A bit of Twitter boxing for Alex. I know, on, on I this. know. I mean, oh, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this back at you and just say, from, from my point of view, is you've got Tyson Fury who pr practically as good as retired last year, obviously I know obviously he was still active for a retired boxer, but you know, he came out and declared to the world he was, he was retiring. Therefore Tyson Fury becomes a completely irrelevant to the world of heavyweight boxing. Okay. Cause he's retired. You've got Alexander Usyk who's come up from cruiserweight division into the heavyweights. For my mind, why do we need these two so badly? other than the fact that they have the belts to come together and fight. I just, I, for me personally, I think, you know, let's get Tyson Fury to vacate that WBC or get it off of his hands and maybe it will loosen up the reins of the heavyweight division. I, I, I just don't see why we need Tyson Fury. I think there's enough good fights to be made out there. And it, is it just because of the belts and that undisputed title, Lee? I, I, I think so. Well, not, not just that, but... You want to see the best fight and the best, don't you? And they've both proven that they're the best at the moment. Um, Usyk's come up, he's had a few heavyweight fights, and then he's gone and taken the belts off of Joshua. He's then defended those belts. So he's earned his shot, undisputed. Fury's obviously been the lineal champion. He's won the WBC. Um, and I don't see him giving that up anytime soon. So I, I, think, I think you do need to see the best fight the best. And... It's a shame that it just can't can't get over the line. Um, I don't believe it's as dead as what we're saying it is. No, I need to watch. I still think there's probably probably a few more conversations to be had, and they might just try and. Uh, at, at the end of the day, it comes to compromise, doesn't it? So there's got to be compromise, but it's got to be from both sides. So maybe it's just them angling towards a bit more of a compromise. But yeah, I want to see the best fight, the best. And just a quick question to you, Rob, as well, whilst whilst we're here on the subject, is is Tyson Fury, take away the belts, are Tyson Fury and Usyk the best in the heavyweight division? They are, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I just think... It's funny because I, I, I batter Fury on um, on Twitter. 
all the time. And it, but it's only because of his out of the ring antics. I think in the ring he beats them all. Um, we all want to see this fight with Usyk. Um, you know, he, he's called Fury's bluff. He's caved to the demands. He's put more barriers in the way. Um, he's caved to those. And then it's got to a point where Usyk's finally saying, "Now nah, enough's enough. I'm not. You're taking the piss out of me." You know, this this guy has gone to so many champions' backyards as cruiserweight and heavyweight. He's cleaned up all bar Fury's belt. I just think the disrespect is so real, and um, I think him taking seventy thirty is. Um, very, very generous from Usyk. Um, but he wants to get it over the line. And, you know, Frank Warren said today that he's trying to get um, Tyson Fury to U-turn. And if that doesn't indicate who the problem is in this situation, then I don't know what is. Yeah, it's, it, it, it for me, for my mind, it's, it's become very boring. I think, you know, as boxing fans, as, as what we are, you know, it's we, we should be focusing on the boxing. I, I completely agree that we should be seeing these fights and they should be easily made. But I, I, I also feel that we, sh- we could easily just turn our heads to the fact that 2023, we have seen some fantastic fights be made. You know, we've got Davis Garcia over the line, Inouye Fulton's over the line. We've seen some great domestic fights come together. I mean... When Taylor, I Cameron. See Taylor Cameron and, and, you know, like you touched on, Lee, you know, in, in, in the women's game or women's boxing, we, we see these big mega fights just happen overnight almost. You know, it's almost like, well, it's, you know, it's the, the, pretty the, much an undisputed champion yeah. in every division now. Yeah, it's easy to be made. They're easy to be made. I know, obviously, you're talking there's not as much money involved. Um, Depth. You're probably yeah. you're probably saying to them that you're going to go and headline a card, which they're not going to get the chance to. They probably don't have as much bargaining power. I understand that. I appreciate that. But at the same time, look at it. Look at it. Put it this way: you're going to make a hell of a lot of money, whatever the split is, wherever they hold that event, wherever whatever the split is, you're going to make life-changing money that we could all only dream of making. Yeah. But you're not always that. You're talking about legacy. So why? are a few politics in the way of a legacy. I agree. That's what I can't get my head around. Yeah, it comes back to the thing about fighting in Saudi Arabia for me as well. There's nothing um, legacy about going and fighting for 10 times the money in front of, te- you know, 10 times fewer crowd. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Um, you know, these yeah. these big fights at Wembley, for instance. But um, yeah, very, very frustrating. Um, it's, it's not just the money, though. It's not just the money. It's ego. Yeah. Ego gets in the way of a lot of belief. Yeah, I mean, I, Fury, Fury, since Fury pretended to retire, because that's, let, let's face it, that's what he did. Um, he's fought Derek Chisora in a trilogy fight. That is it. I mean, yeah. how many free passes does he get? And and it's ridiculous that we even argue that, really, because for me, he is the best in the division. But um, he is. Yeah, it's just so frustrating. It is frustrating. Now, listen, gentlemen, we, we, we're not going to dwell on it for too long. We do have the Fight Town podcast coming up. Uh, talking about Nielsen boxing and their exploits, that's coming next. But just finally, if they can get past the politics of boxing, there seems to be a lot of it. Lee, I'll start with you. You, who you got, Fury or Usyk? I do. I do believe Fury would would get the job done. Um, I think he's. I think it'd be. I think he'd use his height as. I think he'd be leaning on them, and I think he'd his decision. Um, so yeah, I do think Fury will win, but I think Usyk gives it anyone a tough fight. Absolutely, Rob. Who are you going with? Uh, ditto, ditto, exactly the same. Um, same method as well. Yeah, I, I, I actually want to say uh, Usyk, not just for argument's sake. It's been on my mind. Um, I, I, I want to say Usyk points. I think he could probably maybe evade Tyson Fury and sort of get in there and nick rounds. You, oh, we, he can we, absolutely do that. I we, agree. We, we, we all mm. seen, we've seen Usyk, you know, I, I was massively in favour of Joshua beating Usyk. I thought he was going to be too powerful, too big for him. And we saw him, you know, we saw him in, in the second fight, certainly sort of really sort of bring the fight to AJ. So I think potentially he's got potential to do that against Fury. But like you said, he is a much bigger man and taller and he will use those boxing tricks, won't he, Lee? So yeah, I think so. One. Yeah, I have a quick question on the um, the situation around the rematch clause. Um, Tyson Fury didn't seem to have an issue with a rematch clause when he gave um, Deontay Wilder two rematch clauses. So I don't know what and and um, Fury wasn't even champion then. Um, so well, certainly for obviously for the third fight he was, but I don't see the issue in there being a rematch clause for this fight. It's undisputed. 
I believe it's to do with the split of the rematch clause. I think it's the split that's the sticking point. Fifty because... fifty in the rematch, right? I mean, I mean, rightly so. If Usyk, if Usyk goes and wins this match, and he's he's been willing to take thirty percent in this first match, yeah, he should have the lion's share of the second match. It should be forty in his favor. I agree. That's it's, just my opinion, but yeah. it's, it, it it sounds um, it sounds like a conversation for um, for for the Warrens to get round the table and uh, see if they can. If they well, can it, work out those well, negotiations. I mean, um, but... Fury, Fury and Warren are saying that Usyk is putting that in place because of the money. Well, hang on a minute. Didn't Tyson Fury just ask for 70-30? So who's really after the money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There we go. The politics rolls on. Now, listen, sport to some listeners. It's been fantastic having Lee from No Smoke Boxing on the podcast. Thanks nice one, for Lee. coming on, Lee. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you for having um, me on. Really appreciate it. And, and I'm sure we will catch you on Twitter boxing very soon now sports song listeners we are going to move on to the fight town podcast with nielsen boxing where we have a very special guest let's go hello and welcome to the fight town podcast with myself alex LeBox and rob boxing shrew now this week we have a very special guest in Jared Hayter, who is the commercial manager for Nielsen Boxing. Jared, welcome to Fight Town Podcast. How are you? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Good, thanks. I don't know about a special guest, but certainly a guest nonetheless. Jared, the Sport the Song debut. In the Sport the <laughs> Song debut. You are a very special guest indeed, Jared. Now, Sport the Song listeners and, of course, Fight Town Podcast listeners, it's been a busy start to the year for Nielsen Boxing, none more so than that fantastic show at the York Hall, which saw two newly crowned champions, didn't it, Jared, in Paul Roberts and Jack McGann. We, we, we've touched on that night already, but just to, can you just give us your sort of overview of the night very briefly in a nutshell? And uh, obviously a big congratulations to Paul Roberts and Jack McGann. No, definitely. It's, it's a great one for the lads. I think the main highlights for myself, um, obviously coming from the more commercial side, is actually selling out York Hall yeah. and then the new affiliation with the IBO, which was great. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, and and we touched on it in the last Fight Town podcast how beautiful that belt was. And like like you said, uh, quite clearly there, uh, Jared, it was a great night for Nielsen Boxing in sending out the York Hall. But we're looking fresh face now, aren't we? Forward with Nielsen Boxing to the 22nd of April at Lee Valley Leisure Complex. It's a new venue, isn't it, for Nielsen Boxing? And uh, what what are we looking to uh, look forward to there, Jared? It's a new venue. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but the board currently have a limit of 10 fights at your call, whereas it's 12 everywhere else at most venues. So it gives us the opportunity to get more lads on. Um, And this is the first in our new series of prospect shows where really we're looking to just sort of get those lads out, get them those wins and sort of get them on the path towards titles. Absolutely. And um, Rob, we've spoken about the Lee Valley Leisure Complex. It looks like a good venue for boxing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, North London. Get yourself there if you're local. Um, but um, I'm quite excited by some of the names that are on this card. I mean, um, yes, it is It is one of the prospect shows, but, um, you know, there's a few Nielsen regulars on there, isn't there, Jared? There is. And there's a couple to be added, but I'll wait until those are announced. But I mean, yeah. the return of John Brennan's great. Yeah. Um, we've got Alfie Price, who's looking to push on towards titles later in the year. Um, and as it stands, headlined by Johnny Ward as well. Yeah, we, we love a bit of Johnny Ward on this podcast. We've we've spoken about him. Um, he's got some fantastic sound bites as well as uh, you know what he does in the ring. Um, uh, where are we at with um, sort of the title picture with him at the minute? Because I know um, last year he was he was calling out William Weber on um, uh, after I think it was in the ring actually after the fight. So where are we at in terms of um, Johnny at the minute? So uh, the, those divisions aren't as aren't as big as maybe the welters and the middles the Super yeah. Division. Um, so Johnny, actually, after four fights, was mandated to fight for the Southern Area title. Amazing. Um, shortly after, William Weber vacated. Okay. Interesting. Uh, very interesting. And since then, we have knocked on every door you can think of, be it yeah. middleweights, super middleweights, light heavyweights. And before we even get to the conversation of money, as soon as we mention Johnny's name, they run. They don't want the smoke. They don't want it. Now, just wow. a quick one on, on that note. And Fight Town podcast listeners, if you haven't watched Johnny Johnny Ward fight, I've, I've, there's a few sort of words we can use for him. But tenacity, 
boxing know-how and sort of that sheer determination in a boxing ring. He's got all of it, hasn't he, Jared? And uh, he, he's not only is he a great entertainer, but he's he's got that sort of ferocity you need in that super uh, super middleweight division to get people out of there. And you know, if you're looking on at those sort of level of boxers, he, he's definitely um, a prospect that you would potentially run from because he, he's got all the attributes to make it to the top, hasn't he? He is. He's a special talent. But when when I say we were going up the rankings, we were going very high up the rankings towards people that probably are looking more at English level and yeah. still completely avoided. So there'll be a few posts coming in the coming weeks, I think, to yeah. see if anybody's actually interested in the fight and maybe we can put some pressure on them. But as it stands, he is mandatory for the title. And from what I believe, nobody will fight for that title until they fight him. Yeah, and that, that's a good position to be in. I mean, we, we've had um, Troy Williamson on, on here before and um, he had a very similar issue with the British title, didn't he, Alex? You know, did, getting, yeah, yeah. Getting, yeah. Um, getting a fight, but, you know, he was always going to be that that contender. But, um, I mean, you're keeping him you're keeping him busy, Bo. So, um, yeah, what, what are you doing with Johnny for the time being while we're, while we're playing the waiting game? So, Johnny is out on the 22nd um, and hopefully we can get him a nice opponent to continue his growth in the rankings. If yeah. he doesn't pick up that Southern Area title, We'll just have to push on and look at English titles or international titles. So, you know, he's a young lad. He's very, very talented. So we can't let the fact that nobody wants to fight him stunt his growth. We just have to keep moving on through the levels. Um, and then we're looking to have him out in either June or July on either a Swindon show or a York Hall show. Fantastic. Yeah. And, um, Jared, just to touch on, obviously, we mentioned at the beginning of the Fight Town podcast, the two newly crowned champions. This year so far for Nilsson Boxing, and it's still very early in the year, you know, it has been about titles and belts. And um, I know yourself and Mark and Kyle set out to make 2023 about getting title fights and area title fights. And I have to say it again, you know, Mark, yourself and Kyle, you're living up to that prospect, aren't you? Yeah. And uh People like Johnny Ward on the cusp of these sort of area title fights. Another person I want to mention who's fighting on the 22nd is Louis Horn at lightweight because he was sensational against uh, Josh, Josh uh, Nelson in that round one knockout at York Hall. But he's out again on the 22nd, isn't he? He's one to watch, isn't he? A hundred percent. And so he is managed by Rod Julian, who we have a great relationship with. Yeah. And um, we've already had conversations saying, right, this, this lad's special. Let's see how we can move him on into the title picture as well, whether that be at lightweight or at super feather. Yeah. yeah. So is, is that an option for Louis Horn then to sort of sort of still sort of deciding which sort of weight is best for him? I think it, it's a case of deciding which weight's best for him. I think he is, if my memory serves me right, he's four and zero. Oh, yeah. Um, which means he's still very early in his career. But if we can get him another couple outings maybe some six-rounders, some eight-rounders, then we could look at titles towards the end of the year. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. Um, obviously, a, a new addition to the stable as well, who's um, who's going to be on this card as well, um, Harvey Dykes. Uh, how, how did that signing come about? You must be absolutely chuffed with that one. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, we've only sort of come into this area from last year. But Mark, as he's been in the boxing world through his father as well, has so many connections. Yeah. And he's actually been working with Ronnie Davis on Conor Gray. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of built a bit of a relationship with Ronnie and his brother, Bill. Um, and as such, they've brought on Harvey Dykes. And the first person they've come to is Mark. Now, if you if you Google Harvey Dykes, yeah. you will see a list of amateur accolades. Yeah. You'll see a video of the lad boxing on BBC. So, you know, he's he's some lad. And yeah, really, yeah. that's a big jewel in the crown for us. And I mean, at a national level as well. I mean, you only have to look at the names that were on the list before him to see, you know, the pedigree of, of you know, winning that title. Um, I know it's different in the pro game, and um, but yeah, just what a feather in the cap to get him on board. A hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the time people say he's world class, he's world class. If you look at the guy's pedigree, I think it's quite easy to say he should be world class when he steps up in the pros. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and what we've seen a lot of, um, Jared, in, especially in the last couple of years, is boxing promoters bringing out these new heavyweights. You know, we've seen Queensbury bring on, um, oh, his name escapes me now, the new... Um, who's Daniel the new... Dubois. Yeah, we've got Dubois. And we've got a few... Oh, Itoma as well. We, we've yeah. got Itoma coming out. We've got these sort of, these new heavyweights buzzing. Is that something that you... Mark and Carl looked at to get a heavyweight into the Nielsen boxing scene. Was that always the plan? 
So I think he campaigned at heavyweight previously. I don't know if he'll stay at heavyweight or potentially drop the cruiser eventually. Okay. Um, and then obviously we've got Jack Bannister, who's quite a good amateur at that weight as well. So yes, the higher weights because everybody loves you know everybody loves a knockout and everybody loves a heavy puncher. Yeah. Um, so I think adding to those higher weight classes is definitely something we want to keep doing. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, I've, I've got a quick question as well. Um, obviously, um, the, the Your Call show was a massive success. Um, and that was obviously off the back of, um, unfortunately, um, Casey Kadami getting injured, wasn't it? Um, uh, obviously, you've probably seen Ijaz Ahmed and Marcel Braveweight. Unbelievable fight last week. Um, that's ended up in a draw. So where does that leave the um, the Ahmed and Kadami fight now? Where, have you had initial talks on that? There have been discussions. I think it does. I mean... You can't knock the guy. He's gone out and he's fought every single time. And for some reason, he, he can't get a win or a loss. He loves the draw, doesn't he? <laughs> the draw. Um, in reality, he came out after and said, maybe that's him done. So I yeah. think until those questions are answered, um, we can't really push on any forward. Yeah. Braithwaite, yeah. as you know, we had him on when we were at the Shankly. Yeah. And Kadimi is with the WBM. So potentially that's something that could be looked at if uh, Ahmed does step away from boxing. Yeah, I mean, um, Kadami against Braveweight or Ahmed again. I mean, it's, it can't be boring, can it? <laughs> You'd hope it can't be a draw either. But never... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Just going back quickly, Jared, what, so uh, it, it Ahmed has suggested that he's he's might call it down boxing completely. I saw a few um, post-fight interviews and he just said, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Maybe it's, you know, heat of the moment and emotion yeah. after the fight, potentially. But I think, I think so. that's something for the board to sit down with because, obviously, through Casey's injury, they've had to make a different call. Now mm. they've got three lads, potentially, who need to fight. Um, this isn't influencer boxing, so we can't put all three of them in the ring at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started, Jared. <laughs> so, yeah, the board are going to have to make a decision to see how they do that. I don't know if they... You know, for a one time calling a fourth judge to make the final decision or something, but I feel like that belt needs to go somewhere. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. Uh, good words there, Jared, as well. Now, Jared, another fighter on the card is John the Don Renan. We mentioned him briefly. Um, he's fought quite a bit on Nielsen boxing shows. I believe one of his last outings was against Jack McGann, um, in which he was stopped. Quote me if I'm wrong. But what's what's the plan for uh, the Don this year? So John John's got a bit of a special place in my heart. Um, he's from near me. He's from sort of the Slough area, yep. and I'm only down the road. That's why we sort of had these cards in Bracknell in this kind of way. And we've actually started building up some contacts within the area to potentially have a nice show this way towards the end of the year. Right. Now John is getting to the tail end of his career, and what we'd love to do is get him that title that he's chased his whole career. He's he's boxed here, there, and everywhere. He's boxed abroad. He's been in the home corner. He's been in the way corner. He really does deserve a title. Yeah. So we're going to work this year, get John back on track and hopefully get him that title in a homecoming fight towards yeah. the end of the year. So, sort of an area, do you think? We don't know yet. It depends. The picture, I mean, it changes month by month, doesn't it? The, yeah. the yeah. board, the board um, notices come out and all of a sudden so-and-so is mandatory or somebody picks up an injury. So mm. let's let's not put a name on it. It could be international. It could be something to do with the board. We'll have to see where we get to come the end of the year, but it'd be great for John to to get a title this year. Yeah, Absolutely fantastic. It would be the cherry on top of the cake for what's been a great career for John Brennan. Like you said, he's been in that home corner, corner and away corner, and we know how tough that is, especially when you're fighting on some of these smaller hall shows. Um, but uh, yeah, hats off to John Brennan. So it leaves us to say Fight Town podcast listeners on the 22nd of April, Nelson Boxing are back. It's a new venue. It's going to be a great evening, as always, with Nielsen Boxing Shows. You know what yeah. you get. You get quality uh, boxing for, you know, and, and a great evening's entertainment. Jared, you'll be there, won't you? Is, what, what else have we got on display on the 22nd? Uh, I will be there. I won't run through the card. As I said, you know, there's loads of prospects there. What I would say is watch out for announcements coming. Uh, we do have our June card in Swindon. Yeah. Potentially another new venue for us in June as well. Um, and uh, another big July card at your call. 
Absolutely fantastic. So Fight Town podcast listeners, keep your finger on the pulse with Nielsen Boxing because there's plenty more shows coming out. And as we've seen so far this year, Nielsen Boxing are certainly getting these fighters into the mix when it comes to title contention. Anything else for you, gentlemen, before we call a, a day this week? I, I have one question. Um, yep. we, we had Mark on at the beginning of the year to sort of reflect on last year and, and, and preview the shows coming up this year, Jared. And um, uh, I'm not sure if you... Did you hear that episode? Yeah, I've heard. I've yeah. listened to everything. Um, he teased us with a trip to Nigeria. Where are we at with this? To be confirmed. I mean, we, <laughs> saw, we saw the other week that Elizabeth and Tosin both got wins. Yeah, amazing. On, yeah, uh, it's on the same card, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they continue to push forward. I think realistically, they could probably do with another couple, maybe yeah. one, before they really yeah. start pushing into title contention, especially when you look at the length of rounds for title fights. I yeah. think that's a big thing that sometimes people overlook when they're building fighters. Um, let, let's see where it takes us. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Well then, gentlemen, um, Jared, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Fight Town Podcast, we shall see you on the next show. Take care. Thanks, lads. Cheers.